this. He's the Saber Advisors Audio Experience. All right, guys, welcome to our Developing a Personal Brand in Retail Real Estate Weekly Conversation. Um, as you guys know, this call, this call, whatever, this show is usually, uh, is always recorded and repurposed for content uh, on our podcast and anywhere else um, we think eyeballs and ears might be. So if you don't want to uh, have anyone else hear it, you've been warned. So there it is. We're officially in the clear now. We are officially in the clear. And thank you for that. I was multi yeah, as usual. I hear you. Writing some emails uh, and clubhouse. Are you in the virtual office while you're doing it? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm about to get into the virtual office. Right <laughs> thank you for reminding me. I just got to my desk. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we? Well, let, let's talk a little bit about you know we're 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 coming off of the Saber Advisors chat where we were talking a little bit about the uh, the time that we spent last week in in Scottsdale. I think you know we could still kind of ride that high a little bit and talk. I think about you know I, I thought one of the highlights for you and I was you know sitting down with the homie Dustin Brome, oh, yeah. and and. Um, and why don't we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, I, I don't know how many of you guys know him, but he's the Massive Agent, the Massive Agent podcast. And it's a similar story to when, when I talk about how I found you, Jay, but it's, when I was looking in real estate, I was looking for any kind of content, any, anybody who might be able to help us out, help me out in terms of like, is there anybody doing this stuff? And his name kept popping up. So it was actually really surreal to, uh, to hear, like, to hear, like, I never really saw him talk or do anything, but I always heard his voice. So it was, like, weird to hear his voice and see him in person, but super nice dude and tons of information that he had and, and just very giving with, with, with everything. He, I even reached out to him afterwards, and then we have a call uh, pending for, for this week or early next. So, yeah, great dude, man. Yeah, I, I, that's, you know, not being able – the two highlights for me of that – there were a lot of highlights of the trip, but two, two that are – you know, definitely at the top of that list. What one was definitely what we just mentioned: getting you together for the first time uh, in person with Dustin. And you know, I didn't really know up until you mentioned it. You know, the impact that he had on you, and and you know, I guess influence also that he had on you getting into creating a podcast, which which is awesome. Yeah, he's you know the. What I like about the, what I like about his stuff is it's very pointed and relevant. Like it's not like some you can see the topics of what he's talking about. He does a lot of solo podcasts, which is not easy to do. Which I want to talk to him about. Which is you know obviously solo meaning he just talks, talks yeah. to somebody like they're there, and that's that's not easy to do. It's very like it reminds me of uh, Mike Francesa back in the day. But like he's he's um, very knowledgeable. And, he's, and he has a very clear, concise way of speaking, which so it's, it's not a surprise to me that he's so successful with, with the podcast. Yeah, and he's also a uh, he's a great interviewer. Uh, he he had me on his podcast like pandemic, and it was it was such a great conversation, and you know just both must prepare a lot for the discussion, you know, because he knows exactly where he wants to go with it and he gets you to, you know, to talk uh, in a very you know, a casual, comfortable way. And that's an art, you know, it's not easy to do. And obviously you can appreciate that being a podcaster. Yeah, it's not easy to do because you can get sidetracked. And like in that process of talking, is, I mean, it is relatively simple to get somebody talking about themselves but when you're trying to stay on a topic you know so many little things come up and you have somebody that you've you spent so much time like trying to get them on the show you know their background you have like a million questions but the topic of the show is x you know like and you realize you only have somebody for you know 30 60 minutes maybe max so it's difficult to not you know have that eagerness come out and say oh i want to talk to you about that i want to talk to you about that i mean you can but it's really, it's really a skill to pull that, keep bringing that conversation back to center. It is. And it, what's so funny about it, and sometimes I just laugh at myself that I'm like, 
I, I, I'm covering so much territory uh, and, and juggling so many things at the time that, you know, Dustin is part of the EXP platform. And, you know, he and I know each other for years and we've, we, you know, we've spent time together whenever he's in, whenever he's in New York, we get together and, and catch up. And, you know, I've had him on the vlog, I've been on his podcast and we, and we talk quite a bit. We have, uh, we have many different mutual friends and, uh, it, it didn't actually dawn on me until we had breakfast with him uh, this trip that he's part of the EXP world, you know, like it didn't even honestly, I never made a connection. Uh, and it's so funny because sitting him sitting there like that's when he reached out to me after we, we joined the EXP platform. He's like, dude, we need to connect. Like, da, 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 da. Uh, Can't wait to, to talk about this and so on and so forth. And, and it like he was so excited about joining exp that uh, that's also what prompted us to get together but it didn't even register to me that he was exp before like before i guess before we joined you know it's it's funny like it it wasn't even relevant to me and he actually like he said when we were having breakfast he like kicked himself he's like damn it i never even thought to like you know talk to you about yeah. it <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, I didn't even, to be honest, I didn't even realize what his status was at all in terms of, of real estate. I just, you know, there's so many guys who are coaches and um, do different things, but I didn't realize he was actually a broker or a, an agent. Yeah, exactly. But that's kind of the point, right? Like he's, and and by the way, like what's so fascinating about this EXP world that we're, you know, we've just recently discovered and we're, we're entering, which is, um, you know, I, I, very purposeful for for what we do. Um, so it it, it it basically was like a no brainer for us for, you know, to grow nationally. Um, but, you know, it's interesting to like learn about how people like Dustin, you know, leverage uh, the rev share model, which is something that we, you know, barely even think about. Um, it was, you know, it's really the, the, the fact that we can grow and, and, you know, bring on, uh, licensed sales persons and brokers across the country, uh, through the XP platform. I mean, that, that was the reason that we did it right really for our national advisory business. But, yeah. you know, when you're learning about like, like Dustin was telling us that he, he no longer transacts. So like, think about that. Like, I mean, how how much money must he be bringing in between his podcast and the rev share model at EXP to basically replace doing brokerage altogether? Like that to me is just a fascinating topic. Well, I mean, it's twofold. I mean, one, I think that it proves that the podcast, um, you know, has gotten him to a point where he's known he's liked he's trusted you know through his content which he focuses i would venture to say 99 percent on his podcast and people have just trust him on what he says and on who his guests are and things like that to the point where now he's just leveraging that audience to make money whether it's advertisers or through exp you know bringing people on um in exp and i have to imagine uh it's a significant number yeah, I mean, what's what's fascinating for me is really, you know, again, like I, yeah, I, I got to give a lot of respect and kudos to Glenn Sanford who founded EXP because, you know, he he basically took, but already, um, from the, you know, it really was like the Keller Williams model with profit sharing and. You know, obviously, if there's no profit in the company, then there's nothing to be shared, right? And he took the he he doesn't really it's not a secret that he took that model and kind of you know poured gasoline on it and and made it even more special by uh, basically creating a company that the agents own, which is really what the EXP model is, uh, and and you know did everything. Uh, everything to kind of reduce the pain points of, of agents, which is what, you know, I've been trying to do with Sabre, definitely not to the same uh, scale that, you know, he, he's been able to do 
with EXP, which is really why the partnership is so exciting for us. But yeah, I don't know that I, I, I need to learn more about that whole rev share thing because I just I, I, I don't really truly understand uh, how people are going from you know, being big producing agents to replacing that income entirely with, uh, with just, you know, the rev share model and whatnot. And, uh, and it's not to say that you have to do that by any means, right? That's not like our objective, but it is amazing and fascinating to me because at the end of the day, I want my friends and my network to have additional streams of revenue. So they're diversified and, you know, in a downturn, like a pandemic, you could, earn that consistent income on a monthly basis, whether you sell, you know, nine buildings, do 10 leases or, uh, or, or zero. Right. So I think that's, what's interesting. And that's what we need to learn more about. Yeah. It was funny. I was, when we were in Scottsdale and I was actually talking to somebody, I forget who it was about, you know, I really wish I could remember who it was, but they were like, you know, this is, this is all, you know, the content's great and all, but how much do you guys really get out of out of the social? And literally, legitimately, at that second, I got a DM from somebody asking me to set up a time to come see their space because they want to get rid of it. So I was like, look, it's right here. So I went to go meet this woman. And long story short, her, her son is getting involved in real estate. And she's like, I told him to look at your stuff because it's so genuine. It's authentic. It's blah, blah, blah. And I told her... Uh, about exp and you know he should consider something like that and she was gave me a look like she hadn't heard of exp and i i had been told about 45 minutes at that point and i said i yeah you i can understand why you wouldn't know who exp is you're not in that world but you and i have been dming we have been speaking for about 45 minutes you have no idea where i work you have no idea where I, where I work. I just told you, you know, uh, the story. And it didn't matter because you connected with me through my content and you, you presumably know, like, and trust me. And, you know, this, will, this platform will give you that opportunity. And she was like, that's a great point. You know, I was like, actually a client understanding, you know, giving you a little bit of, you know, validating what we, what we say and what we, what we believe in, which was great. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really what is so so interesting to me and and exciting in a way right because i i love the evolution of of the tired commercial real estate industry i love the uh you know i love the paradigm shift that that is accelerated you know as a result of the pandemic i love the fact that you need to use social media to to generate awareness for your business uh you know in order to stay relevant uh in this digital world and you know everything that continues to change gets me more and more excited and i think you know now you know kyle i think people are um really for the first time you know understanding the magnitude of what it is that you know you and i spend so much time doing um but at the same time you know again there's branding and 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 then there's sales right so you in order to stay top of mind um, and and you know create uh, create awareness and and draw eyeballs, you know you have to at the end of the day, you have to be able to channel that uh, energy and, and attention and ultimately you know transact on some level, or you're just wasting your time, right? Like uh, at the end of the day, you need to do both. This isn't like okay, this isn't a popularity contest of you know how far and wide how well known can you become if you're not building a business that is you know scaling and allowing you to generate more more and more business and ultimately do more and more deals um which is which is absolutely happening people if anybody's you know curious <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's it's um a matter of i think time management you know i think it's to, if you replace that time, you know, that pitching time, that salesy time where, you know, you pitch a client and then you leave, let's say you have no personal brand or no library of content to refer to, you kind of left them and now you, now it's up to you to follow up, right? Now you got to follow up, follow up, follow up. Whereas if you are producing content and you've shared that content with them or they found you that way, you're continually top of mind. It's, it's working for you when you're working on something else. So it's not like this 
four hours a day of creating content and posting. It's really uh, a matter of figuring out what works for you, posting it. And I think, you know, for me, allowing it to work in the background, like the, the comments I get on old posts or the DMs on follow-ups, people I've never, I've never met, never heard from, uh, are, are way more effective for me than cold calling or, or a lot of other old school tactics. And, and I think that is branding overselling. And I think that's the way we all absorb uh, this type of information now, whether we're buying, you know, a, you know, a bottle of water or a new hat or, you know, working with somebody. So I think it's just the way we all consume everything. I think it's going to be really interesting as like younger, more influential people, you know, are able to outproduce legacy brokers in like their first handful of years in the business. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's happened in a lot of other, other industries already. Right. Like, I mean, um, I, like I know that there are lawyers on, on Instagram that I, that I know who have gotten so much business that they get like other attorneys are just like pissed off at them. The ones who are being, in business for like 40, 50 years. Like, how are you getting these clients? I did a deal for them. Why didn't they call me? And it's because they're top of mind through their social content. Yeah, no, that's, that, that, I think that's an amazing concept, right? Like, you know, because I, you see in the residential world and, and, you know, now, especially with EXP and, uh, you know, the other things that are kind of opening my eyes to uh, how things can be done, you know, differently and perhaps better, uh, a lot, you know, the residential world is so far ahead of the commercial world. So I look there, I've been looking there for inspiration ideas, uh, and we're adopting, you know, some of the better stuff that that industry has, has done. And, you know, obviously marketing is, is one of the more obvious, but, uh, why don't we open it up a little bit here? We got a, a, a good mix of folks in the audience. If anybody wants to jump in with us, you know, that we like to we like to be collaborative in nature and, and uh, help people, you know, solve for problems and incorporate some of these things into your own uh, business and, and, and life. Want to I'm, jump up I'm, and feel free. We're, we're here to help. But uh, I'm going to say I love Nathan's uh, picture down there. Yeah, right. A lot of personality in the headshot there. That's dope. I do, too. I agree. That's that is dope. Actually, you know what, Eddie, I was talking with Eddie this morning. He has a pretty tremendous story about um, being recognized from social that just happened to him. I think it was last night, if he wants to share it. Bring him up. I miss him, man. It's almost like we're back in Arizona if Eddie gets up here. With the coyotes and Eddie here, it's like. It's it's Zona. (laughs) Zona. Morning, gentlemen. Welcome back to Arizona. (laughs) Eddie, we're not in Arizona until I see the pickup off-roading around the gates. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I just jumped into the room, guys, so I'm sorry I missed the first part of the conversation. No worries. I was was saying how uh, the story you were telling me about being in the gym last night, I think it was. Oh, I felt so bad. Am I, am I diving? Oh, yeah, dive into it. Okay, give me two seconds. I'm leaving the office and jumping in the truck, so I'm going to switch the Wi-Fi over here. Take your time. That should fix it right there. No, I, felt really, I felt really bad yesterday because a guy came up to me at the gym and had a full-on conversation with me as if we knew each other very well, and I couldn't even – I couldn't even get his name out. He's like, oh my gosh, I was watching you in Tahoe and you did this and that and it looked like so much fun. And he starts talking about commercial real estate projects and I'm like, I'm, I'm looking him dead in the eye and I'm like, I just need to figure out what your name is because I don't know who you are, but I feel like I should know who you are. And then it gets to the point in the conversation where it's like, I can't even now ask him what his name is because that would just be the wrong thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, he's like one month away from like signing autographs. But that, but that really shows you like the power of of using social, right? Because 
you know, for somebody, it doesn't even dawn on them, you know, that, that you don't know who they are because, you know, again, like chances are that person's not as active as you are, Eddie, on social. So they're not necessarily highly recognizable and they're just like automatically, it, it happens to me frequently also where like somebody is just talking to you as if you know each other and you have no clue who the person is and you're trying to connect the dots along the way without being rude. And that's not an arrogant thing. It's just like, yeah, I get it. Like the residual compound effect of me being on social media, you know, for a long period of time consistently is really starting to pay off and you know who I am and that's awesome. And I want to do more business with you, but can you please tell me who you are? That's the funny part. I mean, I, I, I said it before. There's, there's a, I would say almost a hundred percent of the, of the like reach outs that I've connected with or, or reach outs that I've received have been from people who I don't, you know, you, you know, who kind of interacts with your content cause you're interacting back and you're, you know, engaging in hashtags and stuff. But I would say a large percentage of them, maybe not 90%, but I don't know, maybe 90% or more are people that I've never, I've never actually spoken to or know who they are. Kyle, that's where I have a tough time with TikTok because there's so many people who don't post or don't want to post and they've got kind of this silly um, profile picture. You have no clue who those people are. And I, I go back and forth with, okay, are they real people? Are they there to actually truly deepen or have a deep relationship? Or are they just there to... I don't know do what, but I feel like those actually might be true decision makers that are kicking back and just watching. Kind of like that story about that, that building owner that I talked about. No posts, no anything, no profile picture. And it just makes me go, hmm. See that, I feel like I'm missing out. Eddie, you're spot on because I, you know, I'm not, I don't, I am definitely somebody who's looking at TikTok for entertainment, um, but not, but not really participating. And, but I know the power of it, especially for, you know, I look at all of this as, you know, this is, this is marathon mentality stuff, right? Like I'm, I'm in this whole thing for the, I'm playing the long game. I've been playing the long game for 20 years. And I understand as I age up, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that I could have an impact on that are significantly younger and just starting out or not even in the business yet that, um, you know, I'm not I'm not really top of mind to because I'm not active on TikTok. And you guys are, are, are really doing a great job of, of capturing that and, and, you know, taking advantage of that. And the short form content that uh, that TikTok, you know, is has changed. And our friend Chelsea Pites, that was, by the way, Kyle, I don't know when I was talking about like highlights from our from our trip. Uh, one of them obviously was getting to introduce you to 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 uh, Dustin Brome. And then another one was getting the opportunity to introduce Carrie to Chelsea Pites. And, you know, so like what's crazy is. You know, I know Dustin personally as a result of using social media for as long as I have. I know Chelsea personally the same way. And the fact that I can like connect my friends who know each other, you know, as a result of social media, but have never met uh, is like just so powerful. I'm sorry to digress, but that right there is like, you know, none of that would be possible if I wasn't using these platforms, but you know, I, I need to, I need to participate more in, in, in TikTok because I just think there's a whole audience there, Eddie, that is sitting on their couch and like getting entertained. Uh, and you're eating my lunch on, on those platforms. No, but Eddie, you call people out for that stuff, which I think I, which I appreciate is people who kind of like have said on LinkedIn or other platforms, they're like, Oh, you know, TikTok, this or that, and you're like, well, I'd love to give you a follow and see your stuff, and they're like, oh, I'm just like a lurker. I'm not really on TikTok, 
blah, blah, blah. Is that like a policy you have? You're kind of like, if you don't have content, I'm not following you back? 100%, yes. <laughs> well, it's kind of one of those things. Why am I following you back? There's nothing to follow. Well, let's talk about that, though, right? Because, you know, I think, that, look, the three of us are really investing. Like, we're building our social media uh profile like building a business right like we're investing a lot of time energy resources dollars into 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 the you know our business of our personal brand essentially right so like i don't follow people on a whim you know per se like there there's something that goes on in my mind specifically about when somebody's worthy of a follow type thing. And, and every, every platform's different, but do you guys feel the same way? Yeah, I'm actually being more, more right now uh, in terms of your comment about building a business. That it's To me, it's never been more so than it is right now about that. It's very business-like. You know, people think that it's, you know, in my style, maybe seem more like running gun or just like showing all this fun stuff or behind the scenes stuff. But it's all tactical and business. And I, so I'm really being cognizant of who I follow and who I engage with because, one, it is a business. And, you know, I want to be top of mind to the right people. And two, you know, you don't want to waste your time with following people who are just going to waste your time by getting sucked away in some, you know, so I'm just watching some content that has nothing to do with it. Of course, there's some mindless part of it, but for me, it's got to be uh, about business and creating real relationships. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. It's, it's a gamble, right? Like we're spending more time on this stuff because we think in the long run, it's going to play out for us better in our career. We may be wrong. We may be really right, but I think we're going to be really right. And, and you know, right now is that risk reward in terms of who you follow and who you engage with. And I think it's really important. I mean, it, it really also, you know, it creates, in my opinion, this up. It's not only the opportunity, Kyle, but it's kind of like job security. You know, like I, I always I keep saying that, like, I wake up every day in fear of going out of business. But when you're it, it's almost like the professional athlete, you know, going and like opening a car dealership because he knows he can get injured at any point. You know what I mean? Like. Does that make sense to you guys? Totally. Totally. I might be taking a little bit of a different approach to it, and it may be right, it may be wrong. Kyle and I were talking about it the other day. I am very Arizona-focused. And the way that I'm playing my TikTok game is Arizona deep dive so if there's someone that's got really cool Arizona content, I want to be associated with them. Not necessarily as an immediate business contact, but if they're very focused on Arizona and I'm very focused on Arizona, we might have overlap that is going to turn into business as a result of me commenting on something that they're doing really cool or vice versa or an introduction that might happen in the future. So, you, I mean, I think you're saying that you're, well, first off, again, you're playing the long game, right? It's not about like you being able to do business with the people that you're meeting through these platforms immediately. doesn't matter. It's the long game, right? So I think we're all, we're all playing the long game here, but uh, I think what you're saying is that you're also go you're going you're going deep, right? Like I'm I'm going wide. Like I want to be well known all over the country and like beyond, right? Because I'm building a national company, and and you know make it's it's not a secret. You know I'm going all in on on you know spreading saber across the country. And I need to go wide in order to do that. So I'm I'm more wide than I am deep, um, since I'm I'm covering you know again just a wider territory really than than my backyard. Absolutely, it's just two different approaches, right? 
you're building your business as a national business and I'm building my business as more Arizona focused. Exactly. And I just, you know, I, I, I'm reiterating that because I think it's important for everybody to think about what your goals and objectives are over the next one, three, five, 10, 15, 20 years, and then just reverse engineer, you know, what daily tasks you need to do consistently in order to achieve those short and long-term goals. You know what, Eddie, in building your business in the traditional sense, right, the commercial real estate business and, 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 um, you know, that's, that's what your focus is. It's going to turn into other opportunities by like, there's a guy in Phoenix who does this. Let's get him here. Can we pay him to talk about this? Can we bring him on to do did it? If the opportunities, you don't know what's out there, right? I mean, it's changing every day. Look, look at the last year, right? And I think it's just a matter of time before people who with influence of any kind are presented with uh, different sort of money-making opportunities that are remotely associated with what they do are not directly, you know, their, their typical, you know, bread and butter, so to speak. Which is, which is pretty cool because again, back to like the, you know, going out of business every day concept, like I would imagine based on Eddie's personal brand that if for some reason he woke up tomorrow and he wasn't able to be in the real estate business, he would be, uh, th there'd be a, a, a very long line of people who would love to do business uh, in, in, in many different ways based on who he is and his personal brand. And Eddie, I'm betting that that uh, T-shirt that shop owner would hire you immediately. So see that? Job I'm seeing a long, long line of, of beard products. Beard products. Nathan, welcome to the stage. What's going on? Hey, that's my first time, uh, first time really actively using Clubhouse. So, uh, so appreciate the invite. Well, well, listen, I, you know, as, as a fellow digital army member, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's all about progress over perfection and just getting started. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm, I'm right there with, um, with Eddie, my, uh, my Houston guys have said a lot of things that resonate with me. I, um, I got involved with, um, social media way back with, uh, with blogging, uh, back way back in the day and um and it connected me with a lot of people nationally but uh but my focus has always been on richmond virginia and um and very focused on the restaurant scene here uh, mom and pops i mean i'd love to do more work with uh, with bigger brands but i don't because they because they pay pretty well but um and uh, i think they can be a little less flaky sometimes but um but uh, the local scene has been has always been uh, just near and dear to my heart. It's about being a booster for this for the Richmond metro area. About supporting all the businesses, the local business owners here, uh, whether they're restaurants or not. And um, and it's it's all been about what you said earlier, top of mind. You know, the reason why I started blogging was because I was going to these networking groups, and they wanted me to know they wanted to know who I needed to be introduced to. And nobody that I could think of, I mean, if I knew that I wanted to be introduced to him, it was too late. Uh, so what I needed to do was establish a, a, a brand, establish an identity where I was top of mind so people knew what I was doing and they sought me out. I, I tend to, I don't tend to go directly after somebody, I encircle them. So I have everybody around them in their, in their sphere of influence telling them that they need to talk to me. You know, I mean, Nathan, you just you just summed up what I've been doing, but have not been able to verbalize. So thank you for that. I'm going to totally borrow exactly <laughs> what you just said. Yeah, it's um, and it's and it's fun. It's about it's not just for me. It's it's always been a blur between the the personal and the business. It's always been about it's got to be it's got to be fun. It's got to be engaging. You have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy who you're talking to. So it's not all about strategically, like ex who I'm talking to necessarily. Because if I can just get that engagement up, then more people know what I do, and they might know somebody. You just you just described uh, the importance of developing a personal brand. Yeah, yeah. And what what I'm finding is really tripping me up right now is I'm overthinking it. I'm trying to, I've developed a good brand over the years and now I'm trying to be more strategic about it and it's stopping me dead in my tracks. 
<laughs> I haven't posted anything on Instagram uh, of note in about two weeks. And that's, uh, and I've got to get out of my head and just start doing what I do. Yeah, but you just basically, you just, <laughs> you just solved your <laughs> own problem. You're just not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm like, like sometimes I, 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 I feel, yeah, but I feel like you, I feel like, you know, listen, I do the same thing by the way. Like I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to be more tactical. I'm always trying to refine, but along the way I never stop. Right. Like I'd rather put out a whole bunch of shit content to be top of mind just so people are still seeing my face. Then, then, then completely get paralyzed about my, yeah. the next iteration of what I'm doing and how to make it better. You know, I think that consistency in my opinion and Kyle, Eddie, you guys might have, uh, you could weigh in on this, but you know, consistency is everything. Oh, and yeah. again, that's why it's progress over perfection. Yeah. Perfection's pointless. It's just put out more and more and more content to the point that people cannot avoid you. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, that, right. when I when I get stuck like that, which is often, um, we were mentioning in the in the saber uh, room earlier. But after coming back from from Arizona, that next day I was uh, like trying to, you know, I was stuck in second gear, and I just was like, all right, you got to focus on just documenting. And I was just like documenting over creating, you know, like just document your day, and you'll soon enough get into a cadence of like. Okay, I'm feeling stuck. Let's just let me just start documenting. All right, I'm here. Here I am. It doesn't matter. It's uh, I'm at this is my favorite lunch mm -hmm. spot. I always get this every time I'm here. It's a great place. Check it out. That kind of thing. Versus, mm -hmm. let me tell you about how I did X, Y, and Z. Well, it's kind of like the warm up lap. You know what I mean? Like you don't really start. If you ever ran before that, that first you know couple minutes, everybody hates it. I don't care if you're our you know ultra marathoner. Nobody likes the first mile. It's like once you get into the cadence and you're like, okay, now I'm in a flow. I can I can start doing this now. It's just a matter of getting started. And I've always found it easiest to do by by documenting, regardless of what it is. Yeah, Kyle, you and I have very similar styles, which is why we really do document over create. Like I thinking about, which is why I have such a tough time with TikTok and Reels. Because like thinking, <laughs> it takes time, it takes energy to do a good TikTok and a reel. And I know if I take the time and, and put the you know energy towards it, I could do really fun things that I think would land well, um, and and you know and and increase my overall presence. Um, but you know, again, it's that holy cow, like I need to sit down and actually create something and, and then, you know, piece it all together. And you know, that takes time. I, I much prefer just picking my phone up and saying anything into it. And, uh, but I think that, you know, I, I have to, I have to continue to, to evolve and, and incorporate those other things or, or I'm going to become irrelevant. Oh, but you also need to use what, what works for you. Not everything, not every platform is for every is every is for every business or for every person. Um, I mean, I can't say I've ever found a. I'm sure there are commercial real estate people out there doing it, but uh, I can't see where there's a real um, niche for me in using Pinterest. Uh, but people are probably doing it. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I agree with that, Nathan. But I think the difference is how people are consuming content now. Um, and you know, Chelsea Pites is one of the, I think the, the, the smartest, uh, people that are in social media in real estate. And, you know, she, she could explain it in a very simple way that, you know, TikTok just changed how people consume content and long form vlogs like I have versus a very short clip that takes the the top points of that, you know, of that 10 minute vlog and can puts it in a concise 30 or 60 second consumable, you know, clip is is just what people prefer today. You know what's interesting too is I actually was um doing some digging into like Instagram analytics and it literally popped up on the I think I was on Planoly literally popped up that said you know it'll show like your best times to post 
Yeah. It used to have like, you know, it was like a graph and be up and down, up and down. It's literally straight across now. So it, it popped up with the thing saying, there's not a best time to post. Like we can't find the best time to post because it's so engaged. The network is so engaged. You can't find the ups and downs. It's really, really? I, I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. That, that, well, it's funny. Gary, uh, Gary put out something that made me go back and look at mine on Instagram. And I, and I was, and I noticed that exact same thing. It was from like nine in the morning. There was a slight bump out till about eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. And there was a slight drop, but for the most part, and then it was, it was even across the, across my followers engagement. And then it was the same thing for the days of the week, pretty much the same every, every day. That's interesting. I haven't looked at my uh, analytics recently, but I feel like you know the, it, 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 there is a, it's not a straight line for me. I'm gonna look now. <laughs> screen share, screen share. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that could it's definitely different for for everybody. I'm sure, right? But um, that's why you know I've I've had some I've had some conversations with folks outside of our industry who who focus strictly on you know brand building on in social media. And they're like, that's the number one thing you got to look at is where's your, where are your leads? Where's your, where are your eyeballs coming from? And where are they finding you? Meaning where, where are they finding you? And I think that's when you decide to, to go all in, you know, and I think that's, that's an important point to make. I mean, there's no, if you're just getting started, it's a waste of time to spread yourself out through a vlog and TikTok and Instagram and LinkedIn and Snapchat and all this other stuff. If you're just getting traction on LinkedIn, then go all in on LinkedIn. 80% of your time on LinkedIn, 20% on everything else. Or Eddie, 80% on TikTok and 20% on everything else. <laughs> Better works. believe it, my friend. And I, I think it's closer to 90. The, uh, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm trying to look at my analytics right now, and they switched <laughs> things up in TikTok. It's a new uh -oh. format. Well, you know what's interesting in TikTok is there are a bunch of people teaching teaching TikTok on the platform now, and I actually went and tried. Like, I'm gonna try this guy. You know, see what he's all about. And my, you know, engagement has fallen off on TikTok. But I started, so I was in the. 400s, 500s, I'd get to 2,000 every once in a while. But on average, I would say it's probably 700 views per video. Mm -hmm. I started doing what this guy said. My last uh, two videos are 6,000 and 3,000. Ooh, good work. Yeah. What have you right? done differently? It was really just kind of basically his point is you want to – there is an algorithm that TikTok – and the point is to stay – you want people to stay on that post as long as possible. So one of the little hacks is to write something, like long-form stuff, and write it. So then they have to read it, right? So if it's smaller right. font, you have to read it. And the next one is like one of those pop-up type videos that you and I were talking about, Jay. You're like, how many of these fucking videos can I watch? But it's done in a slower way. So it's like, boom, there's one. There's another one. There's right. another one. And, and it's – it keeps people on and then they disappear. So that means like, oh, I missed the first one. I got to go back. So it's, it is a little bit of a mind game within the game. Mm -hmm. And I something that you've done recently, Kyle, and I don't know if you know that you've done this, is the instead of I videos, it's you videos. Mm -hmm. So you're catering to the person that's watching it. That, that was that another big pickup. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you knew that you were doing that, but I was watching them and so. saw Damn, Eddie's watching them. That's Eddie, give pressure. an example. Give an example of of a you versus I. Like what post are you referring to? So so if you're talking about whatever it is that you're talking about, you wouldn't go in and say, I think this, that, or the other. You would say, you might notice, and then you can go into it. So it's drawing them in as, okay, this is made for you. This isn't necessarily me eddie saying i think this or that it's you need to know about or just using the word you yeah draws someone in and it gets that instant you need that hook right so once you've got them hooked then you're gonna have to say something interesting in the first three seconds but then that's what caters to the algorithm which then pushes the post 
Yeah, and you know it's, what what TikTok does is interesting. Is, is they do a better job, I think, of putting people in front of you and you in front of other people that are more in that niche, right? So if you're like, you're probably thinking you don't have a chance to open a restaurant. They're you know people are like, well, hold on a second. You know, it catches them off guard. Yeah. Like well, this guy's talking to me. Yeah, you're um, talking to the audience. Yeah, like I'm, I have one that I'm gonna do today. That's basically like that. Like you probably think you need a ton of money to open up a restaurant, and that hook is it's literally i would say it's probably at least 60 percent of the success on tiktok there's a girl who does that girl eddie that we were looking at that one day with the social stuff she does like straight social content and she's always like you're doing this on wrong or you're doing this wrong on instagram rather you're you should be doing this and that's her whole thing and it's it's very effective i find it interesting as well and actually a client brought this up to me with regards to opening conversations Mm. and i don't remember exactly how the conversation went but we were talking over lunch and i said you know i don't know if i'm spending too much time on social and he looked at me and he said eddie the things that you are doing on social is basically practice you're practicing opening conversations and the fact that you can get your point across in 15 to 60 seconds, where it takes most people five minutes to spiel out what they're trying to say, he's like, you're absolutely practicing for your career for real life situations every day. So you utilize it as practice, not as if you're wasting time posting on social. I thought that was genius the way he delivered it. That is, a, I mean, it's 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 it goes back to that sort of long game thing is that you're building this library and you're staying top of mind and you're, you know, p- people, you know, our 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 rap is we want people to know who we are so we can give them our service. I'm still waiting. I know we've spoken about this both you you and I, Jay and and, and Eddie, well, about like how else do you do it? I'm ready for the. I am ready. I am all ears. If there's a better way, I want to do it. I want to do it. But I don't. I don't hear when I ask that question. I hear literal silence, and uh, that's that's interesting to me. You know, it's interesting dynamic for somebody to criticize but not offer a, you know, counterpoint. I don't I'm, see. I'm their... sorry. I'm still uh, looking at insights. It's Eagles funny because never, never looking at analytics to like knee deep making never. I'm like it, they just confuse me. I'm like, okay, I have nothing to compare this to. Is this high? Is this low? Like, you know what I mean? Share it with us, Jay. Let's yeah. talk through it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's talk through it. So yeah, it just it boggles my mind. So this this post here. Hang on, let me go back. So when I go into my insights, I'm looking at this quote that I posted. Um, Where did it go? It it reached 9,000 people, it said. Um, The one about changing up how you talk to your audience or changing up your, where the hell is it? All right, so I just opened up posts and like top posts so some posts like these these quotes are getting 22,000 18,000 17,000 views Mm. that's crazy to me yeah I mean but I've never even looked at that but I'm saying that's like that's insanity yeah, like I mean, even if even if you were let's take it back to like uh, cold calling or pounding the pavement, even if you woke up at you know midnight and worked until midnight, you're not going to reach twenty thousand people. No chance, no chance. Let no alone, have, yeah, it's like so. I'm waiting that that counter argument is is I'm, I'm, I can't wait to have. Maybe that'll happen in this room. That'd be great. Jay, with all due respect, you've got the most – you're the most senior person in the room mm. other than bus benches and those type of advertisements. Back in the day, what would you equate what we're doing to? What got the attention? 
Well, you know, it's funny because I'm I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, back to like what Nathan said. Like, I'm trying to figure out what type of like how I can have more impact, right? That's what it is for me, really. Like, how could I have more impact? So, you know, it's not necessarily just about the the views. It's it's about being able to help move the needle and help you know people be better at whatever, you know, commercial real estate and life. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I could answer that so clearly, Eddie, because the reality is I would never put my face on a bus seat, you know, as advertising. Um, even if I knew it was extremely effective, I mean, I do it in a very comical way, just to have fun with it type thing. And maybe actually now I'm gonna, gonna, now I'm gonna your see that would be way more fun for me. <laughs> your urinal cakes is is a great idea. By the, way, <laughs> by the way, I'm thinking like what like we're onto something. I love that idea. We're onto something because that right there is like straight up guerrilla marketing. I love that shit, right? You know, so so how do you convert somebody from like the the sign on the bus, you know, stop to actually like a, a commercial real estate transaction? I've always struggled with that because, you know, we have a much more niche business. So it's not you, you, they could sell anybody a house, right? Like the residential agent that's on the bus stop can sell anybody passing that that sign a house. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And it's funny because we're actually looking for, we're, we're in the market for a house, and I just called a, uh, a, uh, an agent um, about a property I saw. And I just, in the, in the email I initially sent her, she, I said, I'm a commercial broker, or, you know, I would be rep my, representing myself in this transaction, uh, just as an FYI. And she was so aggressive and I kind of wasn't really, I just wanted to know, like, can we go tomorrow at 930? I wasn't really listening to what she was saying. And I sort of picked up on her tone, but she was like, hey, um, uh, do you ever work in residential? And I'm like, okay, that's a weird question. Uh, yeah, you do actually. <laughs> and she said, okay, uh, how long ago and where? I'm like, I'm just, I'm curious as to why this line of questions. She's like, well, if you're going to be bringing a client and I'm like, no, 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 no. It's me. I'm the client. No interest. But then I was like, why, why does it matter? Why does it matter? You know, it's so weird. It, it's interesting though, because, be, yeah, I mean, I, you know, but I struggle with that. Like, you know, when buying a house, like, should I be involved in my transaction? Is that going to be less of a motivational, you know, factor for that agent who is, who, who has the listing, you know, those types of things. It's an interesting topic because I was talking with my business partner and he said much like we would coach a residential agent to either refer the deal over to us or hire a professional if they were doing a commercial transaction, yeah. we should do the same and hire a residential agent if we're going to buy a house. Yeah, and, and I, I, I get that. And I think like, like Kyle, you're better off working with somebody that is a friend of yours yeah that actually would be representing you and you know work something out with them yeah i, I would be all for that that's that this this is just really we're still like kicking the tires but yeah, yeah no, i don't want i between everything else i don't want to be going back and forth with a I, you know i'm sure it's gonna be a headache regardless but yeah, I could see. I mean, definitely, I definitely on the sell side, you can't do that for your own commercial. And on the buy side, I don't know. Maybe it's different. I'll report back. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going back to um, Kyle, what you were saying about uh, about the alternative, I think that that um, that the door knocking, the the cold calling, I think that's the I think that's the alternative that people would suggest. But I don't think that that is nearly as effective as everyone thinks. I mean, every once in a while you get a, you get a hit, but um, I'd much rather have people coming to me rather than the other way around. Yeah, yeah but, but, I, but I was just going to say, Nathan, it, it, it's, you know, and Kyle and I talk about this all the time. This is like, 
this is it's a it's a game of both yeah. right like like who's suggesting that you stop cold calling knocking on doors canvassing like I, I that's what really frustrates me with the folks who do not use social media it's almost like they only hear we're saying no longer do all of that stuff only use social media that's not what we're saying we're saying no. do both yeah. Do both. If you're going to do both, how could anyone argue that doing both is less effective than doing one or the other? I, like, are we dealing with a whole bunch of idiots? Yeah, I mean, look, look at I mean, think about this. If you're if you're targeted with what you're doing, right? You have a specific client you want to go after, and I can I can tell this story on a very successful level for somebody outside of this outside of commercial real estate, actually a, a model, a girl who became a model because of Instagram. She wasn't a model. Now she is a paid model in Times Square uh, billboards and American Eagle and all that stuff. She did this exact tactic. She targeted who she wanted to work with, right? She went in every time she did something, she tagged their clothes, she tagged them, she commented them, the mess. And then eventually she got a DM. But we do it our way, like, hey, I'm gonna target this group, this retailer, this landlord, however you wanna do it, and then you go knock on the door, they're going to be like, you're the guy who's been, you know what I mean? Like if they have their act together and there's somebody you actually want to work with, guarantee somebody in that organization, maybe not right away, but very soon, once they start, you know, talking around the office, hey, this guy stopped by, they're going to be like, this is this guy. I thought I recognized him. And that's, that, that's, how, that's the real magic, I think. Back to the long-term game, right? It takes time for that to work, but... I have walked into different businesses and they knew who I was because of social, but it just takes, it takes time. Just like if you're cold calling, you might not get that person for the first 10 or 15 calls. Eddie, I feel like for you, like, you know, just, just owning the Arizona market, like you're, I feel like you're halfway there and like you're, you're a baby. So can you imagine what's going to happen like in five or 10 years? It's like, I think Eddie's going to be the only broker left. I, uh, <laughs> I, I hope that is the case. Everyone's going to be like, Jesus, uh, this Eddie guy. I just can't. Eddie, just take my book of business. I'm, I'm going to go sell appliances. Right? Honestly, it's fun. That, and that's the thing is I have so much freaking fun doing what we do. And it doesn't really feel like work. It's just, it's fun. Couldn't yeah, agree more. Hey Lisa, guys. Lisa, I was just going to say, you've been up here patient. Yeah, What's going on? Yeah, no, I'm listening to the goodies. I mean, Eddie, I see what you're doing. You know, one of the, the tricks to success is to master your market. And, you know, kudos to you, Jason. I get your emails. And, you know, I, I'm a local, local Long Island, New York realtor, you know, residential, trying to dip my toes into everything and figure out my niche. And, you know, I see what your team does. And it makes me aware and, um, you know, Kyle, I just met, you know, via social media. So I'm one of those peoples that, yes. you know, found you. So it's, 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 it's a fun little game we're playing. I got to get my butt on TikTok. It's just another, <laughs> you know, thing to learn along the way. And I just want to appreciate all you guys for just giving all the good nuggets. And I know we're at the top of the hour. So I just wanted to make it quick. And, uh, you know, kudos to you for sharing all the goodies. Appreciate that. Good vibes all the way around. And, and again, I just think that, you know, to, to close out the discussion, you know, to simplify this stuff, like if you're if you're creating content, you're you're just more visible to people. Right. Which is probably going to be a positive thing versus a negative thing. And if you're doing everything that worked for successful people in the real estate business before digital, but now you're doing that along with digital techniques and, and you know different things that allow you to, again, just increase your exposure. I don't know how anyone could argue that that's not a winning formula. So there it is. There well, it is. Anybody else before we wrap up here? This is a good one. You know what? It's because we planned 
for zero minutes before we jumped on as usual, Kyle. That's, <laughs> That's why this key. one was so good. Zero <laughs> That's plan. the key. Yeah. That's how the best stuff happens. Right? I like it. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We will be here same day, same time next week. And we'll see you, obviously, on Eddie's TikToks. Yes, Eddie. <laughs> Have a Have great a week, day, guys. Everyone. Take care. Looking right, forward guys. to it. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. 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 Bye.